0: Yo, what up? This is Conan, and I host Keeping It 100, my co-host, Disco Inferno, unfortunately. Well, I'd say you're my co-host. Listen, every Thursday here on Spreaker, we talk pro wrestling, sports, movies, music, TV, pop culture, and some politics. It's everything the rest of the pro wrestling podcasts are not.
1: Tune in to hear
2: myself, the superior one, educate and inform.
0: Tune in to hear me bury Disco. That's very disrespectful. Join us every Thursday on Spreaker and Keep It 100.
1: Boom! Hey, it's your old buddy, the Chadster from Eyes Up here with Francine, the TMPT Empire, and the brand. With a special announcement about my company, IB Exclusives. IB Exclusives is a collector-based sports memorabilia company giving buyers the opportunity to get personal items signed through our exclusive private autograph signing events. With over 20 years' experience in the sports memorabilia industry, with IB Exclusives, it's a whole new ballgame. Creative Control listeners, you can now get 20% off any purchase throughout the month of July by using the promo code CCN20. Again, head over to IBExclusives.com, make a purchase, enter the promo code CCN20, and take 20% off anything in the IB shop, any of the private signings, and including our brand new sports card page. It's all available to you at IBExclusives.com. And don't forget, while you're on IBExclusives.com, check out the entire list of upcoming signings, join our mailing list, and as always, as I like to say, we will catch you on the flip side.
0: And I also got to give a shout out to our boy Mike Durbin, because he sent me the this movie by Robert Downey Jr. on Chaplin, which I'd never seen, which is actually very, very good. So shouts out to uh, Durbin. Oh, you never saw Chaplin? It. No, I'd never seen it. With yeah, that no, was an
1: Ebert... Four star. Yeah, like, it was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like an identical. And the funny thing, I've actually I, I, I watched the movie, right. and it was unbelievable. Like, you can you go on YouTube and you just see things of, like they show how. Identical, down he did. Is like how
2: great he right. did the character. Right. They show like the superimposes and stuff. Like right. He's just he's just a phenomenal actor. Right. And you it know? was
0: hilarious when he did the movie on Hitler because Hitler had his same mustache. He had like the he had the Charlie Chaplin mustache and the Mo from the Three Stooges haircut. Right. So he had a really what good a mess. he had it going on. But um, <clears> thanks <throat> to Mike Durbin, keep up the amazing content and thank you for always presenting different points of view on topics. Sincerely, Matt in Chicago. Thankfully,
2: not much longer. Um, I have no clue. Do you clue say about that because
0: Mike Durbin lives there? Nothing?
2: Maybe. Welcome to the Mike Durbin Show, episode 63. My very special guest this week is none other than my friend Chad Ian B. from the two-man power trip of Wrestling Empire. Chad is also my frequent co-host on another show that I'm on that you may have seen called Get My Go at youtube.com slash getmygo. Also, I've been on Chad's show, New Generation Declassified, which is a deep dive into the WWF's new generation years from the mid-90s. I've also been on Eyes Up Here with ECW legend Francine, which Chad is also the co-host of check out all chad's tremendous shows and check out ib exclusives where you can get autographs from hundreds of sports legends like myself chad is a huge superpowers fanatic so we're going to discuss our love for that great toy line and go through our top five superpowers action figures all right let's get to my interview with chad but first some words for my sponsors This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, do you want to go from Clark Kent to Superman in the bedroom? Well, let me tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple, sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Eradicate the kryptonite known as ED by visiting bluechew.com. So again, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DURBAND at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Durban to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for listening to The Mike Durban Show. Please follow me on Twitter, at Mike Durban. Instagram, Mike underscore Durban underscore show. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Mike Durband. Thank you. So you're a few years younger than me. When did you first become aware of superpowers?
1: So, I mean, I became aware of it, I think, before I became aware of anything. I I believe the story goes, I got the Batman and Robin on my second birthday, which would have been September 22nd, 1984, from my Uncle Brian, who was the one who got me uh, kind of rolled into this uh, superpowers world. And basically from there, I mean, it took off. This was the absolute number one toy of my childhood. There's no two ways around it. I mean, I love the WWFLJNs eventually the Hasbro's, you know, G.I. Joe, but it was always starting and ending with superpowers. And, I, and it had to be my second birthday from what he has told me and the, uh, the, the pictures have, uh, have told me as well.
2: For me, my first action figure was He-Man. That must have been in 83. And after that was superpowers. That was definitely my second, uh, the second line that I got into. And I'll never forget it, man. Um, you know, my memory is really spotty on a lot of parts of my life, but I will never forget it was in first grade, it was 1984. Uh, my mom before school one day, it must have been like a show and Tell day. She gave me uh, the Batman superpowers figure. And I'd never seen it before. I didn't know what it was. I know I probably watched the Super Friends cartoon right back you know in that time period. So I brought it to school and then for show and Tell, you know, I brought it out and showed everybody when it was my turn. And my teacher, Miss O'Donnell, she was like, oh, is that one of those ones where you squeeze the legs together and it, and it punches? And I was like, no. She's like, are you sure? Try, try it out. And I did it. And, you know, Batman did the punch thing. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't even try it yet. So you know that made it even cooler is that it had an action feature
0: coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the battle of the superpowers collection superpowers figures with power action each sold separately there's no power to build Squeeze and they've got power action like Superman and Batman. Here comes Hawkman. Watch out for Brainiac's power action. And each comes with a mini comic. The superpowers collection, Superman, Batman, Brainiac, Hawkman, and other figures with power action, each sold separately, new from Kenner.
2: You know, all the figures had various action figures. Most of them were squeeze the legs or you right. know, Flash, You squeezed the arms, and then he right. ran. So, yeah, I I love that line instantly. I probably must have got Superman after that, probably Robin. Aquaman. I remember that Christmas. I got a bunch of them at once. I got the Wonder Woman, the Hawkman, Green Lantern. Like that first Christmas was, was a big one for me. I, I must have got, I might have got the Hall of Justice on that Christmas too. Uh, f- you know, for me, Super Power wasn't in my childhood for that long. It was a very short-lived series. It yeah. only ran for three years. They did right. th- three waves, I think. Uh, a lot of vehicles, uh, probably about 28, 30 figures.
1: Is it 34, I want to say?
2: Yeah, and and that's not counting like the Riddlers and the
1: right uh, the Clark Kent.
2: Yeah, well, I, yeah. Ca- I count the Clark Kent. I you count the Clark, Clark Kent. Kent and the Steppenwolf, the male <laughs> women. <'cause laughs> so you're were, not counting.
1: You're not counting Captain Ray. <laughs> no, no, I have no interest in getting that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I I completely like almost in sync with you on it. But those three years that they were around, it made that impression where I felt like for a while after that, I was like the only one who knew of the figures out of my friends, and even though everybody had, you know they had a Batman or they had a Robin or they had a Superman. They didn't know what it was. And I'm like, no, this is the superpowers. This is the greatest <laughs> toy line that we could have ever imagined. But those first three, I remember the first two, I basically had everybody from those first two waves. Yeah. And then into that third wave, you know, of course, not realizing where the distribution was when I was five, you know, <laughs> not knowing that it was kind of being cycled out. I still had a good number of them in that original run because it was really the only toy that I wanted outside of the wrestlers and in the GI Joe, it was superpowers number one. And I can just remember going on the hunt to, to any store that had a toy section and going right for the superpowers and looking to see what they had. And I don't know what it was like in your area, but you could still even find them up to about 1990 in a clearance section. Our, my uncles told me, yeah, he got me a, I think it was a flash or a firestorm in, um, pharmacy in their toy area buried at the bottom of the rack was a superpowers. I think it was flash and it's like they, you could find them up to 1990, but then as the nineties started to go on, they started to become a little bit more harder to find and their prices were gradually going up. And today the prices blow my mind versus where they were even 10 years ago. Yeah.
2: I had the first wave. I had the second wave, everybody in that. And then I had all the vehicles and stuff and I had the hollow justice, but Uh, I was out of it by the third wave. I don't remember seeing these figures on shelves. I had no interest in them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. By 86, I was like, I was even out of He-Man by that point. I was like 85 Thundercats came out. Mm -hmm. That was like, that was my main focus, like Thundercats uh, for 85 and 86. And then after that, I don't, I I, I liked a lot of stuff like uh, Battle Beasts, Sky Commanders. Yeah, I remember them. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Silverhawks was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, Superpowers was probably my number two of of childhood. But um, did you have any of the vehicles?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I had the Justice Jogger. I had the Delta Probe. I had the Batmobile. I had the Supermobile. I never had the Lexor 7. That was, I think, the only one I was missing.
0: Can it be the supermobile on the attack the lexor 7 armed with kryptonite but the supermobile repel those deadly rays you bet ready for battle activate Ram! new from kenner's superpowers collection vehicles and figures with power action each sold separately flying lessons for penguin fish bait for luther can the supermobile defeat the lexor 7 you decide
1: but no I, I had everything i literally i had everything up to about maybe an elusive five or six figures at one point that you know over time obviously have been you know they've been long gone but uh i remember the third wave very clearly being in stores i remember it had to be first grade or, or kindergarten or something and getting you know a report card going to toys r us and getting samurai i remember that very very clearly
0: oh no dark side with the upper hand wait superman with new recruits orion mr miracle samurai golden pharaoh
1: And having to pick, who do you want? You want Samurai or Cyclotron or, (laughs) and I picked Samurai because, you know, he was over, he was on uh, the super friends. So it was uh, yeah, I remember the third wave clearly, but not never finding, you know, Shazam never finding plastic man in um, I got plastic man in a garage sale, like a year later, but never got him in the store. Who else? Um, uh, Golden Pharaoh never saw or never remember seeing him, but I remember seeing Cyclotron. I remember seeing Samurai. And uh, yeah, man, those were and Orion. Remember getting Orion in the store? So, yeah, there was uh, that third wave. You could find it, but you know, they started to get a little harder uh, yeah. around that time.
2: Yeah, I had the Batmobile, I had the Supermobile, I had the Lexor 7. I never had the Justice Jogger, Delta Probe, never had that. Um, that Hall of Justice, I love that. That was my oh, big was Christmas present for '84. It must have yeah. been actually the, my favorite thing from that line other you know other than vehicles or the playset for some reason i love the collector case like that to me was like the coolest thing ever because it it carried your figures but it also had each figure had its own compartment with its own sticker and it was like sized appropriately like hawkman's was bigger because he had the wings and then there was the comic books on the the inside sleeves and then it had each person's origin
1: Right. And it was just and the-, and the back of it, I thought, was even better than the front of it, where they had them all lined up. Yes. You know, and like uh, the Heroes Gallery. And I used to keep it with the back facing out because I love that more. And that's out of all the stuff that I have. The original thing, I still I think the only original piece from my first collection is the carrying case that I still have. Because over time, you know, I I've, you and I have talked about this, but I mean, I don't know how much anybody else really knows, but I have been a buyer and seller my whole life i mean my uncles used to do toy shows we used to do all those kinds of uh, conventions back when they weren't a thing back when they were just a bunch of guys in a uh, you know um, a high school uh, you know lunchroom doing uh, you know toy sales but i remember at a young age selling my first sets and then getting them back and then selling them again and getting them back and my last big sale was when i moved from new jersey to virginia Not in the best financials, had to let everything go, and since then I've been on the hunt to recollect again for now, like the fifth time. But it's uh, it's a different game now, and it's kind of pricey, and that sucks because I can't do it in the way I wanted to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you still have your original collector's case like that. I don't have anything from my childhood, every toy I had, my mom made me sell. Uh, I remember my friend had a garage sale. And she was like, she had a box of all my toys and she was like, go take this to their house. And you know, you're going to sell it there. I'm like, I didn't really want to, but for some reason, I mean, maybe I thought I was becoming too old for this. Maybe nine or 10 years old, maybe it's time to get rid of them. But I remember not wanting to get rid of them completely. And especially when I saw the, the way my friend's mom priced them, I remember the first one that sold was the green lantern and she had, a sticker on it said 25 cents. And I was oh like, Oh boy, <laughs> what? I, I don't want to get rid of this for 25 cents, but you know, all my toys were gone. Uh, I didn't get back into it again until um, 1994. I was at the Chicago comic-con with my friends. This is the first convention I'd ever been to. I didn't know these conventions existed. I mean, right. you know, of course now they, it became wizard world and it's a major, major thing, but this was just the, uh, the Chicago comic book convention and i remember seeing a carded martian manhunter and i hadn't thought of or seen superpowers for years it was completely out of my mind and i saw a carded one and maybe it was you know 20 or 25 bucks but i bought it and um that just it it brought it all back to me and then i saw i found another dark side maybe the year after so i had martian manhunter dark side and i found a robin and I kept those three. I kept those for, you know, for a few years and then maybe in the uh, mid two thousands, I think I saw the the Batmobile somewhere or I thought about it and I, I went on eBay and I, f- I found a sealed Batmobile for a really good price. I forgot how much, but I bought it instantly and then I bought a Batman uh, carded Batman and then I had I put the Batman Robin in the Batmobile and I just I loved having just those those few things there. The Batmobile to me was like the coolest vehicle of any yeah. toy that I ever had.
0: New from Kenner Superpowers collection, the Batmobile figures the power acting sold separately. That's you, Joker. Don't last yet. Release the war. It's a class. Activate battery. Double Batman? That's my Batmobile. I'm in space, kill. Is this the end of our heroes in the Batmobile? You decide. Yeah. I
2: mean it, it was just so cool. And then I didn't, uh, didn't even desire to collect the full line until 2011. I was at the C2E2 convention here in Chicago and I found, uh, a green lantern for, uh, it was in you know perfect condition. It was loose. I wasn't really a loose collector, but it was in perfect condition. It was cheap. So I bought it and that from there on, it just set me on the path to try and complete the line. And, uh, You know, I always try and get carded ones. I don't want, you know, other people's toys that are dirty or, you know, broken or anything. I always buy them in mint condition if they if they happen to be loose. But how do you display your figures now?
1: So now I have a uh, I have a cabinet, which is actually to my right that um, I have. It's my dedicated superhero cabinet. So behind me is all the baseball stuff to the right of me is the superhero stuff. And it, it's kind of evolved since I put it together. Actually, to be really transparent, the first three shelves are the superhero stuff. The bottom shelf is bobbleheads and starting lineups. Starting lineups is another one that I've just literally since day one been hooked on. Yeah. Um, but it's evolved a little bit with superpowers and, and the Batman 66 figures that have come out over the years. I, I have an affinity for those. Those have made their way into the uh, into the cabinet. but. It's a you know lighted cabinet. It's got um, you know the carded figures that I have in there. It's got the loose figures. It's got some other superpowers released items. You know collector plates. Um, I have a couple of the reissues that they did with the uh, the 35th anniversary, probably almost 10 years ago at this point. Maybe even maybe six years. I don't know. But the 35th anniversary ones, and it's just something that when I look at that cabinet, I just go wow. Like this is as a kid, this is it. This is yeah. when I look at this and I go. I have great memories. Selling them was hard, but getting them back, it's a part of that thrill. Now, with the used toy thing, I completely get that. And I'm kind of in the same vein, but it's been so hard to be able to find them, period that being selective is, is almost one of the, you know, for me, one of the most difficult things to do. So if I get it, you know, I have a regimen I can do to clean it up, get all the yuck off of it. You know, yeah. uh, I, I know the uh, the Zack Ryder uh, fig, <laughs> fig bath, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing that extreme, uh, but still something that it goes, okay, I can't get them in the way you want because even toy shows or, you know, any kind of collector shows, there's not that many around where I am. So I either have to rely on Facebook groups eBay in a really, really pinched situation, or if I'm in an antique store and find it just by chance, you know, I, I, whatever it is, I'll probably pick it up and overpay if I have to. The only thing I didn't was, I think I sent you the picture. There was a, and this we'll talk about the, the top five, but uh, I saw a carded Shazam about six months ago i think i sent you the picture mm-hmm. and they were asking 150 bucks and i was and i passed because i had the kids with me and i was like i can't fathom buying a toy for 150 dollars with my children <laughs> yeah. i could buy it and bring it home and be like oh yeah it was 20 uh, bucks but uh i couldn't do it with the kids there and that's when i'm like damn maybe i should have pulled the trigger and put that in there because that is that's a bucket list uh, figure right there
2: yeah you mentioned the collector's plates what other promotional tie-in stuff did you have?
1: So I still have the original Burger King uh, sticker that came with the one of the Burger King kids' meal um, promotions that they did in 1987, which is weird because it was after the Superpowers line was done. Yeah. They did this Burger King promotion, and I still have the original sticker with my name written on it by my mom that, you know, it's 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 a, one of those puffy stickers, but it's, it doesn't stick mm. anymore, but it looked great. I had it in the cabinet for a while, but I took it out recently. Um, I also have in there a uh, Superman cookie tin that was released with the 50th birthday of Superman in 1988. But it's the Superpowers Superman that's on the front of the cookie tin. So I put that in there. I have uh, st- I have the puffy stickers uh, that were released separately. I have uh, what else is there? I think I took the- I took a lot of stuff out because um, there's not a lot of oh, the, the Burger King collector cups. Yeah, I don't like the cups because they're just a generic white round cup. But the figures that they had that came with it. Um, my daughter stole the Wonder Woman <laughs> and that's up in her room. And uh, I have Batman, Superman and Darkseid. And they uh, yeah, those are staples. Those have been around. I want to say those might be my originals as well. At this point, I've picked them up here and there, but I think I still have the core four from 87.
2: Uh, yeah. What about the superpowers comic books that came out?
1: Have those as well. Yeah. The miniseries. Uh, the
2: mini they came out. I think there was two or three different miniseries. I
1: think it's three miniseries. I have in the cabinet a few of them. I have more in a box in my garage, but uh, that's another one. And for any superpowers collector or somebody who wants to collect things that are superpowers, that's probably the easiest stuff you can find. Yeah. And it's just as far as going to your local music store that now sells old comic books. Anything from that late 80s uh, timeframe that's very you know, inexpensive you'll find two or three superpowers comics sitting in those bins for 50 cents to $1.50. And I'll still pick up ones that I never got. And I just added one uh, probably um, about a month ago. I I added one at an antique store that I saw just laying on a bench.
2: Uh, what about in, you know, 1989? I think Toy Biz bought the yeah. rights for the superpowers. They must have got the molds from Kenner. Yeah. Uh, and they came out with their DC Comics superheroes line.
0: Now you can enter the world of DC Comics superheroes. My super strength will stop your power punch, Lester. But I can't stop Mr. Freeze in the kryptonite Brain not even penguin can defeat the powers of the superheroes action figures each sold separately from sharon toys
2: they looked very similar but uh, they're a little bit bulkier they're not as good they don't look as good they don't the action features aren't uh, as good or some of them don't even have them on them no did you collect those yes did you collect them when you were a kid or yes. later in life?
1: No, okay. strictly as a kid, uh, they have not been something I've gone back to get. I've been tempted a few times because I do like the box art yeah. on a couple of them. The Robin one, I think, is really nice. Um, I I wasn't really – see, you know, this is <laughs> – in wrestling, I always say I, I never kind of accepted the Attitude Era for a while because I was so set on the 80s, guys. I was such a superpowers, like, uh, you know, uh, dedicated fan that I was kind of resenting the new wave coming out and I didn't like the black Batman. So I was very staunch against getting the black Batman forever. I'd end up getting it for, you know, birthdays or Christmas, but I didn't want it because I didn't like the black Batman. I liked the blue Batman. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing about that line is you had basically the same core superpowers figures, but you had this black Batman involved. I just didn't really, uh, I didn't love them. I had them, but I didn't love them. The toy biz Marvel figures. I liked a lot more. But I didn't I wasn't really feeling the uh, the DC ones, which is weird for me because I'm always going to pick a DC product over Marvel. And uh, nope, just didn't uh, didn't get into them. I mean, in
2: 1989, I was completely out of collecting toys by then. But, you know, later in life, of course, I had to go back and get a few of them. And I just really focused on the Batman villains. Like I got the Joker one, uh, the Mr. Freeze, which the Mr. Freeze is pretty close to the superpowers figure except the it doesn't have like the pull out like leg things the right the pipes or whatever they're supposed to be uh the robin i got that one uh, the riddler and the two-face which is terrible the two-face figure is just as awful, awful. Came, came with a coin
1: yeah yeah. But it was cool to get him because you he, he wasn't released. And again, that's another one with the cool box art. Yeah. But the figure stinks. And that that coin that just spun around on his hand, <laughs> it's like a giant coin. <laughs> Little oversized. It's like he had it was almost like a clown like, with an oversized prop. But yeah. it just it it didn't work. And the Riddler was a big one too, because we had all heard about the Super Amigo Riddler that was released in Argentina this was your first chance to get a Riddler and you had to add it because of that. And if you watch people who list their superpower stuff online, that toy biz rig Riddler is usually in their collection because that's what people were like, well, we, this is our chance to get the Riddler. But the other thing with them too, versus the superpowers, and I know the superpowers could get damaged very easily. The toy biz figures, the paint chipped really easily. You know, you'd see the uh, the insignias fading off or chipping away. And then that's what the thing about displaying them is kind of hard because they just they don't look as good like the superpowers that pop when you see them. The colors yeah. of that is what stands yeah. out the most,
2: yeah. on the toy biz ones, you can see them the knee joints, like they're metal. You can yeah. see them on the outside of the legs and they just look terrible. yeah, uh, one of the worst action figures of all time, I think, and it's I've seen this on a bunch of lists is the, Lex Luthor figure from the, the Toy Biz one. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> it's he he basically punches himself in the face.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you know his superpowers figure was so legendary. He was in the uh, the George Perez redesigned costume where it's yeah. the, it's the green and purple uh, the Lex suit thing. And that was one of the greatest figures of all time. Oh, that's
1: a great one. Now, that and that's one of the ones I still have carded is uh, the Lex one. When I went through my big purge around 2012, 2013, that was probably 2011, 2012, I, I took my carded Lex Luthor and my carded Firestorm, I put them in a box and purposely hid them because <laughs> I was like, I can get rid of all this stuff. I cannot get rid of these two there's just there's something in me I've had you know I've had Mr. Freeze long gone I've had Green Arrow gone and uh, yeah Luthor and the and I loved I love that figure it's a great one yeah
2: so we're gonna do a top five superpowers list of our favorite figures but uh, just before we get into that what is your least favorite superpowers
1: figure (sighs) least favorite you know it's funny it could be a tie I, I I like the Brainiac figure but I hated the fact that the Brainiac figure was the the least durable of them. And we're talking from 1985 or 84, whenever it came out to now, it looks great. It rusts a little bit. And the, the, you could tell the age on it with the way the, uh, you know, the, the, the Chrome is on it. But, I just didn't like the fact it always broke. It never could really stand up well. And uh, you, I, you go find, I have a Brainiac in my cabinet. I have him turned to the side because his arm is missing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nothing I can do about it. Because go look online for a Brainiac with a missing arm. Everybody's missing the right arm. So that I would put that up there because it, it was not durable. But there's really, I don't know, my least favorite, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it, I'd say Brainiac, maybe even, I'll throw Aquaman in there too. The Aquaman Ooh. is very boring. Oh, come on. I don't know. It's cool, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's nothing. He just kind of moves his little thin legs, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? For the sake of argument, I'm going to say brainiac.
2: Okay. My least favorite is uh, somebody. I never remember any stories in the comics about, I don't know where they came up with this guy, but it's cyclotron.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Cyclotron. He was created for the line. It oh, was okay. Uh, yeah. He was created for the, uh, for the line. They worked them into the comic books. And, uh, he's, yeah, the face, but the thing about it, it had a face plate though. And it, and if you lost a face plate, you're screwed because then it's just some robot face guy and yeah. he's got no definition to it, but I could see that being up there. But to me, it was cool because it's in that elusive last wave. So he's got that little bit of, of rare, you know, uh, rarefied air to him. So, uh, that's a good choice. though. that would be in the top three for me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I don't get why they did that. Why they made up characters just for the line. Like tear was another one. And I think yeah, golden Pharaoh sucks. might've been
1: golden Pharaoh Tear. I think tear might've been in the comics, but a very obscure uh, dark side uh, minion uh, golden Pharaoh, uh, uh, um, Uh, Cyclotron and I think those might be the two biggest offenders of the created for the line uh, characters Uh, not the guys like you know Orion very obscure Tyr very obscure but in the the comic lineage but Samurai was technically created for the the Super Friends cartoon and so was Firestorm so you know they have their own kind of uh, manufactured tone to them but I think are more lovable because they were on the cartoon
2: yeah. Have you ever seen the uh the prototypes for the the wave four that never came out?
1: I have. Yeah, and it's uh it's definitely something that would have been very cool. Yeah. <laughs> if like there, was made cat woman. there was a yeah. Catwoman. There uh, was a Catwoman,
2: I think a Supergirl might have been
1: Supergirl, yep. The the golden Superman, which would eventually be released in the 35th anniversary uh, uh wave that uh, DC directed. But it's um yeah, it's just it's a line that's got So many questions if it continued, but so much like, I don't know, praise across the board and not only just the superpowers toy line, but the super friends cartoon. If it wasn't for the superpowers team, the super friends last season, you would not have Batman, the animated series. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact. They've stated that there's an episode of the superpowers team, the Galactic Guardians that they it's called the fear and it introduces Batman's backstory. And then we saw him.
0: This is a stick-up. Give me your purse, lady. Oh, no. You heard me. Keep your hands off my wife. Look out. He's got it. Mommy,
2: Daddy, no.
0: And so I found myself alone in the world, a boy who secretly screamed for justice.
1: From that day forward, I vowed to avenge my parents' fate by devoting my life to fighting crime. And the tone of it is so dark that the writers of uh, Batman the Animated Series saw that and were like, this is something that we can do something with. And that's, yeah. you know, it's directly influenced from superpowers slash superfriends.
2: All right, let's get into our top five list. Uh, I'm going to go first. My number five is a figure I did not have when I was a kid. Uh, spent a lot of money to buy it as an adult. I made sure I got a carded, mint condition one, and then I, of course I opened it, and it is Mr.
1: Freeze. Oh, very nice.
2: Yeah. So before I had this one, I had the uh, the DC superheroes one just as like a placeholder. So that was on my shelf, and then I eventually got the uh, the, the real Superpowers one, and it's beautiful, man. It's got yeah. the removable clear helmet. It's got like these all the you know it's the rope that's supposed to be like a you know a pipe. And the the red things that come out of his torso, and this is just a it looks cool. And you know, I wish I had this as a kid to play with.
1: Yeah, I definitely had Mister Freeze, and he was great. The helmet was gone probably the first week, you know, because yeah. as a kid, you you don't hold on to the accessories very long. Uh, reacquired it, and it was one of the ones I had to sell. And it was if I, Mike, if I could present to you a pristine figure this thing looked like it was removed out of the case. It was so mm-hmm. fresh and I bought it for like $40 and it was oh. like the steel of the century. I think I sold it for like one eighty. <laughs> I doubled my money, but um it, it's yeah, it's a very striking one. It's a very good pick.
2: Yeah. What do you got at number five?
1: I, I have, I brought visuals as well. Number oh. five will be this guy. Plastic. Ah, yeah. Well, there you go. There's plastic man, yeah. uh plastic man. This one can't because it's, it's, it's very delicate had the head that popped up. And again, I got Plastic Man at a garage sale in 1987, a friend of mine's garage sales, kind of like your story where uh, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and saw a Plastic Man laying there for, you know, a buck. (laughs) And uh, we pulled the trigger and got it. But I love this figure because if you remember the Plastic Man show,
0: it's the Plastic Man comedy adventure show starring the longest arm of the law, Plastic Man.
1: Do you remember that? I wasn't a big
2: fan of it, but I do remember it.
1: Yeah, it I sucked. She- it's it's bad. It's got the live action cut-ins between that and the cartoon. But I can remember watching that separately from the Super Friends and then not realizing when he popped up in the Super Powers line that they were all in the DC world because I just didn't know when I was that young. And I couldn't believe that Plastic Man, the show that I watched that early in the morning, Plastic Man was on at like six o'clock in the morning. Okay, you couldn't find it if you, if you weren't looking for it. And I just couldn't believe that he had a figure in the superpowers line. So he'll always hold a, a special place in the uh, in the superpowers line for me.
2: My number four is one that I did have as a kid. And it was one of the first ones I got as an adult. And it is Martian Manhunter. Very nice. I love the colors on this guy. He really pops. It's that green. And it was, you know, I love the superpowers capes because they were all the same. Oh, yeah. Material. Yeah. Yeah uh you know his cape it's got the collar on it and and the red kind of ring i loved his boots his boots the sculpting on these boots oh yeah awesome you know
1: oh the whole thing the definition like his you know his build yeah the 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 sculpt of the muscles and the you know the the pecs and the the abs i mean he's like the most jacked (laughs) i think he might win the most jacked superpowers figure of anybody but even the eyes and (laughs) the color around the eyes are just it's yeah very well done
2: yeah, in the brow, like you, his brow, you know. Yeah,
1: the furrowed uh, brow. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I, get, I could, I see you having that brow if you, uh, <laughs> if you ever so, if you get that mad.
2: <laughs> uh, what do you got at number four?
1: Number four is a classic, and to me, even though it wasn't one of my first, you can't have the superpowers line without having <laughs> Superman. Yes. This right here, this Superman is the best Superman figure that has ever been released, bar none. Again the detail of it, the facials, even the spit curl in the front, it just it is so detailed and perfectly done. And the cape that accentuates it with the big red bulkiness over his arms, it is hands down. If you have it in good condition, mine's got a little nick in the hairline. But besides that, it's flawless. This figure, it stands right in the center uh, of the display case because it is the, the most impressive. I say of any DC action figure that's ever been released, they could have a uh, real scale they could have Christopher Reeve they could have every superman they want it starts and ends with the superpower superman yeah wow
2: my number three i love this figure it's the classic it's one of the best superhero costumes of all time the hal jordan green lantern costume and the figure is just amazing the mask is perfect Mm -hmm. the lantern that it comes with is awesome you know you know again it was an accessory and it probably got lost a lot of oh gone
1: right away yeah (laughs) but you bought the dc superhero one uh 1989 you got the lantern back and you put it with your superpowers green lantern i remember that very well now i was very close to putting that in the top five it would if i was to have a top six it would probably be top six because not only that but the action you can find a bunch of old figures that don't work the action never stops working on that figure and that ring that comes straight up yeah absolutely uh perfectly uh rated if <laughs> i was to say so so
2: what's your number three
1: Number three, I do not have imagery for, unfortunately. I will describe it, and it was the bucket list item that I mentioned earlier. It would be Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about that figure, uh, maybe it's because he was such a, 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 I feel, bigger name that was left out of the first two series. Yep. Uh, the, the, the cape with the details of the yellow on the white, the big, bold chest, and the unmistakable face, I think the Shazam figure is probably one of the more standout like looking figures, but with its rarity being what it is, I I was never able to get it in any way, shape or form. I'm kicking myself now for not uh grabbing it at the uh, the the comic shop in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah, there he is. I mean, look at it. The way the, the logo pops, again, the big chin, the big face, the chest popping out, the um, uh, the cape, the detail of the cape. It's a striking figure, and it's, um, it's absolutely, again, it's a bucket list one, and I, I hope to acquire it. One day he will be prominently placed right next to Superman once I do.
2: Yeah, I didn't have Shazam as a kid, but I got him as an adult, and uh, I got him mint in the package. And the coolest thing to me with the Shazam figure is the cape. Again, yes. it's that great material, but his cape is exactly how it is in the comics. It's got that long collar in the back. Uh, it's it's just—it's a very unique cape. And um, uh, a lot of people don't know, but Elvis, when he had his jumpsuits made in the 70s, a couple of different jumpsuits had a cape, and it was inspired by Shazam's
1: cape. Wow, I did not and, know that. I was a child, ladies and gentlemen. I was a dreamer.
0: I read comic books, and I was the hero of
1: the comic book. That's interesting. You know, I'll say, too, about the figure that I saw. I, the other reason I did not pull the trigger on it, not just because I had my children with me and couldn't fathom paying $150 for a figure, they put the sticker on the bubble, okay? And I'm a, I'm a mint-on-card guy, if I can be. I'll take the loose, but I'm a mint-on-card guy. Do you think I would have been able to take that sticker off? In reality, I mean, it would have left a nice little, uh, you know, film on the figure. It wouldn't have been worth displaying, but it's not on the contrary, like the stickers that are on the figures from when they were originally released. Those to me have an endearing quality. You see, if you get them from different parts of the country, the stores that were selling them, the mom and pop toy shops, the pharmacies, the the weird uh, retail locations that are in, in parts of the country, we don't know. I love seeing those stickers. This was just a comic book shop sticker plastered right on the bubble of this $150 figure. So it was another reason why I did not pull the trigger. Just have to validate that and tell myself that to make myself feel better.
2: Yeah, I got a Justice Jogger a few years ago, and it still has the Toys R Us sticker on it. I left it on there because it's, you know, it's that iconic. It's something
1: about that, right? That you see that. I mean, I I basically any of the, the carded figures I have have a sticker on them. Maybe the Lex Luthor doesn't, but they have the sticker on them. And it just, it's, it's almost the time capsule piece of it. Cause you say, Oh, what was McCrory's? You know, that was a local shop in New Jersey, McCrory's or, you know, a Woolworth or or something like that. Or, you know, Jack's pharmacy of uh, Dayton, Ohio, you know, it's one of those things you see that and you go, damn, you imagine being a kid and going into Jack's pharmacy and seeing the superpowers figures and, you know, flipping your shit over them.
2: Yeah. So, guess how much the Justice Jogger was at Toys R Us?
1: I'm going to say. Now, is it ending in ninety nine or ninety seven? Uh, neither. Neither. Was yeah, just it's, an even number. Is I don't something? know. This has got to be a
2: clearance. Price. It has it's to like, be it clearance. It's very low.
1: If it was, if so, I'm going to say originally it was probably fourteen ninety five. I'm going to say the clearance was seven dollars. This
2: is a dollar ninety
1: wow how is that possible 90 percent off maybe yeah i you know i could see it. it it's it's something that could definitely be uh you know it was a shitty it was a shitty vehicle yeah it, it, it was the box art is very cool but it just it you wound it and it walked and it's like you're jogging you're you're <laughs> you're like a snail like who's gonna who are you gonna stop <laughs> like,
2: yeah. i have a, a supermobile with a price tag on it i don't know what store it is it just says clearance and that is five dollars and 90 cents Makes sense.
1: It makes sense. That's how you got guys in those later years. You'd see him on the clearance rack. I I, I wish I could have asked my uncle before we recorded. And I now that he, I remembered, it, it was Flash, and he got it. I want to say for a dollar ninety or something in a in a in a pharmacy in New York City, buried at the bottom of a rack. It was that he. You know what he got? Same day he got a clearance hillbilly Jim Ljn and a superpowers Flash in the same place for for clearance prices. Wow.
2: Okay, my number two, this was originally a mail-away figure, which back in the day, you had to collect the proofs of purchase. Yes, on the back of the cards, you had to cut them out, and then you had to send in, what, what do you think it was, five proofs, proofs of purchase?
1: Uh, I think it was four or five, yes, to Sears.
2: You know, it was a miracle if they actually got to you, but there was no tracking back then. So you just you sent in your proofs to purchase and you just prayed that it would come back. The figure would come back to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the, the sticker on the, the front of the packaging for whatever might have been wave two. And it had this guy I'd never heard of Steppenwolf.
1: Oh, yeah, you thought you thought I was going to say Clark Kent. I did. I did. So maybe I know. So I was wrong. The Sears was not. I was Clark Kent. OK, I'm sorry. I stepped on you. My bad. Yeah. No, I do
2: love the Clark Kent figure. I have that one. I had that as a kid. I have it now. And I love the Clark Kent figure in the same way that I love having a Prince Adam figure for He-Man. Like I yeah. like the ability to, you know, if you were playing with that as a kid, you could. Yeah. Go back and forth. But bring up
1: bring up the Steppenwolf because that to me it's a great one. I mean in the details, the spikes, oh the yeah. the, the pickaxe for the uh you know the action. Yeah. It's uh yeah that's a great one. Yeah he was a mail away and that was a weird one because I didn't have steppenwolf as a kid. I got him via the eBay route about probably 15 years ago. I think I bought 10 from a guy who was selling a lot in the Kenner bag that yes. they would come in and I bought them, I think for like $5 a piece and it was a lot. And I've ended up, I, I'm down to my last one that's in the cabinet. I think I have more baggies than I do um, <laughs> Steppenwolf. So if you want a baggie, Mike, I could uh, interest you in a baggie at some point. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great one. That's an absolutely great one.
2: Yeah. You could mail away from him. And then I think later on he did come on a card. Yes. Yes. Get him that way. And then. Of course, you can get them the way you got them, which was in the baggies. Yeah. Uh, another figure that you could get in those Kenner baggies, which uh, was the Flash. Mm-hmm. There are a lot. If you go on a eBay, lot. there's a lot of those. You None. can get those for a really good price.
1: So the reason behind that was, I believe, and i that's how I reacquired my Flash is uh, the same way. I believe Flash may have been in a serial promotion. And that's why there's millions of Flash figures floating around still in the baggy. I think
2: Kenner's offices were in Cincinnati, Ohio. So yes, there was a like a a shop right near there. When, you know, eventually the Kenner factory got torn down and they got sold off. But there was a uh, like a factory outlet nearby, and they had for years after this, they had a, just a millions of those those baggy characters, like the Flash and the Steppenwolves. And a lot of Kenner employees uh, or ex-Kenner employees have just massive collections of these bagged figures. They, yeah. they must have just been giving them away towards the end.
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They're very That's, easy to find. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my number two, we've already previously mentioned, and I thought we were going to be on the same wavelength here, but my number two is Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, and, and not just because he's such an obscure character. Yeah, I should have told you, just pull him out beforehand. <laughs> but not because it's just an obscure figure to see in the line. For me, it's the story behind it. And th- like I said before about what I thought you were going to say was Clark Kent, but was Steppenwolf, you had to get him through Sears and you had to get him four or five proofs of purchase. And, and my uncle, who's my superpowers guru, uh, had to go to the uh, the Sears uh, in Staten Island, I believe it was either the Sears in Staten Island. Yeah, I want to say it's that one and pick up my Clark Kent. I got it for Christmas. I remember opening the, the present, taking him out of the little box and absolutely being over the moon that I a figure again, I had no idea he was even seeing him on the package. Didn't get that. It was a figure that was available. I just thought it was a picture of Clark Kent. I don't think I knew how to read when I was three or four. So I didn't know that he was a figure. So opening it for the first time, he's not on the back of the box, opening it for the first time and seeing it fell in love with it. And it holds a special place. Unfortunately, I know I did not sell that one. I just don't know where it is. He has been lost to time and multiple moves. Unfortunately.
2: All right. We are at the number one.
1: Ooh. Let's see. Let's see it on uh, me. The an- anticipations building. <laughs> yeah.
2: For me, my number one was the figure that started it all. And it is the Batman. Batman
1: yeah. Oh.
2: I mean, for me as a kid and as an adult, my favorite Batman is always going to be the gray costume yeah. with the light blue. He has to have the yellow oval, uh, has to have the big yellow utility belt, this is the iconic look for me. This is my favorite Batman. There's been a lot of different Batman costumes over the years. This is the number one for me.
1: It's great. No, great pick. I mean, it's it's the one for me, too. It's the one that started it all. It just it stands out. It's like that Superman. It just stands out. The color of it. You put it under the lights. It just makes it. You could see it from across the room. And it's an absolute. It's the kickoff to the craziness for Superpower. So I, the great choice for you for number yeah. one.
2: And the cape, you know, all the capes are different in this line. They're all, they all have their own unique cut. You know, the collars are unique. Uh, For me, at the bottom of the Batman cape, it's got that, like, they cut it. It's got the points on it, like it did in the comic books. Such detail, you know. Uh, Robin's cape, it was a shorter cape, like it was in the comics. It was very accurate. It was the yellow cape, but it was a shorter one. You know, Shazam's has the, the gold braid around it. Uh, martian Man says has that red the ring to keep in 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 shape these capes are amazing and, and batman's is no exception
1: you're you're completely right now it's uh it's one of those things whether it was you know getting it in its original run or finding it later and the the smaller card uh releases Batman is a, is a must. He's he's on my list of the ones to get back. I've had the carded Batman, I've had the mini carded Batman, I've I've had a loose Batman, but as of right now, I'm Batman less. So he's on the list to reacquire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, here we are at Chad's number one oh, superpowers. I couldn't be any
1: more proud to talk about this, Mike, because if if you're my family. And you know my love for the superpowers. You know where it starts and ends. And it starts and ends with Firestorm. Wow. This Firestorm, it is beat. This this card is beat up. The bubble is perfect. The card is seen better days. Yeah. This figure and I have had a relationship for a long time, dating back to losing my first one at Seven Presidents Beach in uh, Sandy Hook, New Jersey, or uh, Seabright, New Jersey, in 1987, uh, burying him uh, while I was going to... playing and going to eat lunch and he was gone Uh (laughs) replacing him twice uh loose losing him twice loose to uh different sales but having him back here this is number one this figure was my my all-time favorite he debuted with the super friends cartoon around the time i started watching his super friends and i thought it was the coolest coolest figure the the fire coming out of his head the action the belts you know, the the way if you moved his arms up where he was flying, he legit looks like he's flying when you move the arms out and the legs. It is just it's it is. This is it right here for me. It, this is the absolute mecca of superpowers figures for me is Firestorm. No reason other than he and I have had we've seen some stuff <laughs> going all the way back to 1987.
2: <laughs> that was one I had as a kid and I got him again as an adult. Have you ever seen the burnt Firestorm on eBay?
1: Yes, I have, and I don't get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's been up there for years now. Maybe it's 10 years at this point, but the guy basically took a Firestorm figure. He burned it with a lighter or whatever, and it's just it's the charred version, and I think he got it professionally graded, right? Like it's in one of those acrylic cases, and it's, I mean, I'm going to look it up right now.
1: Why, why would, <laughs> I don't get it.
2: <laughs> I think it's to bring attention to that guy's eBay store. Okay, I think that's the reason for it because I mean the guy has had it up there for years. He was rated a 20 out of a hundred, so I would say that's perfectly rated. I would
1: say it's perfectly rated. I would say nobody was looking for a burnt firestorm. therefore the rating shouldn't even need a number because it's it's not technically a real figure. It's just the a charred version of somebody's uh you know firestorm from their collection.
2: You can buy it now for eight hundred and seventeen dollars and thirty two cents American.
1: And it's been on there forever. It's it's been on there for so long that it's become a joke in the superpowers collecting communities, which let's give them a little bit of a pat on the back. I mean, there are some, you know, whereas you're a completist, you want to have the whole original set. You know, I like to just pick up the ones that I like here and there. I'm not necessarily looking for the complete collection. There are people in these superpower collector groups that have gone as far as to commission full versions of figures that are they're literally releasing through small toy companies and it's like wow the dedication is is off the charts but it's all because this one line of figures that was released for three years made such an impression on people that they want to carry on the legacy that you know even though dc direct did it mattel did it 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 hasn't really gotten the kudos that it should have in the recollector community of these these reprints or, or new releases hasn't gotten the love that it should
2: yeah, I would say that this is a very underrated line.
1: You know, I would say amongst us fans, it's per, it's kind of perfectly rated. <laughs> I would say that we uh, we're clamoring for a new uh, new release, maybe some maybe some new merch or something like that. But you know, in the grand scheme of likes, maybe I'd say undervalued. Yeah, I can't say those two words together. Uh, the other ones, over or under, can't say that collection of words anymore. But I'm maybe say under undervalued, underutilized. In terms of the collector world,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they don't re-release these. Like they they've done uh, re-releases of GI Joes, of He Man. You know, somebody has the molds because uh, oh, a few yeah. years ago they came out with those giant versions. Do you, have you? Yes.
1: seen those. I did. I've turned them down in the past when they were more in a realistic. They've skyrocketed price wise. Gentle Giant is who it was, and uh, I have the mini versions that weren't as good, but the packaging was cool. Um, The Gentle Giant ones were flawlessly, flawlessly done. They were just at the time I think were like sixty or seventy bucks. Now you can't get one for less than two hundred.
2: Yeah. Luckily, I got them all a few years ago. I got Batman, Robin, Joker. Green Arrow, Superman, Flash and Wonder Woman. So I got all of them. And uh, I have one, actually I have two Superman. I have one that I left in the packaging.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're nice. I mean yeah. they get, I got behind those uh Cotabacayo, uh uh statues that they had where they're they're more in scale with modern figures but they're they Superpowers released. They're not dedicated Superpowers re Productions, They're more of a newer sculpt, but they just look like them and they're very well done. So those are in my cabinet as well. The boxes on those there, I wish I could display them, but they're just these giant square boxes that encompass the whole superpowers packaging. And that was probably, I think one of my favorite re-releases, but you know, the DC direct ones weren't directly, or was it no, no, the Mattel DC classics. They weren't a dedicated superpowers line. It was a tribute to the superpowers line. So you got steppenwolf you got cyclotron you got golden farrell but they were more modern looking i'm talking about you know you and i have been going back and forth about these marvel superhero figures that have come out in the last six months if they did a superpowers recreation line like that to me could be one of the greatest toy lines ever but they have yet to do it
2: Yep. Well, Chad, it's been great reminiscing with you. Uh, We actually talked about superpowers months ago when I was on your show after we were done recording. I don't know how we got to talking about it, but we discovered that we were each uh, superpowers collectors. And, you know, it's kind of rare. Yeah. you know, there's every line has its collectors, but it's it's very rare for me to meet someone else that collected Superpowers. You know, when they were a kid and then as an adult. So same we here. Had a great, we had a great like half hour conversation that night, and I, I wish that we would have recorded that one. I I, know. I feel that we've recreated here for you all to enjoy. So yeah, uh, yeah, Chad, it's been it's been great talking with you. Um, where can we find your many shows and uh, your perfectly rated T-shirt?
1: <laughs> well, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Chad. EMB. Uh, the podcasts are under multiple uh, released uh, venues. Uh, you can go to TMPTEmpire.com for all the Two Man Power Trip uh, podcasts, which includes New Generation Declassified, which Mike has been on a couple of times, uh, as well as the links for the shows we have on the brand, which includes the Triple Threat podcast with Shane Douglas and, uh, and John Paz. That's a show you know love doing. It's, uh, it's always something interesting with the franchise involved. Uh, also do a show with the Queen of Extreme Francine who's been on with you before Uh, that's on Patreon as well as the Creative Control Network but the difference is the Creative Control just gets our audio of the main show our Patreon has four shows count them four shows in video and audio uh, we talk about anything and everything, you know, funny stuff, lifestyle things. We watch ECW program. It's it's a collection of everything. But that's on patreoncom dot slash Francine podcast. And my baseball show is called Diamond Conversations. That's also on creative control. It's basically a straight up interview show with me and uh, and a baseball superstar, somebody who played ball, somebody who might have written about baseball an announcer from baseball. But it's all it's just 100 percent. America's pastime uh, from the mouths of those who've lived it and who have played it and experienced it. And that's a labor of love. Love doing that show. That's on Creative Control. And my website is IBExclusives.com. You can get the perfectly rated t-shirt as well as see all the autograph signings that I have coming up. I've got a ton. I'm a very busy man when it comes to the autograph signings. So if you're looking for something to get signed, you have a gift that you need somebody for somebody or you want to send an item in to me for a player you like, check out IBExclusives.com. There's something for everybody.
2: All right, thank you, Chad. Well, that's the show, everyone. Check out Chad's many shows and IB exclusives and get his perfectly rated T-shirt. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Mike Durband Show. Please follow me on Twitter, at Mike Durband, Instagram, Mike underscore Durband underscore show, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Mike Durband. Thank you.